Hi, everybody. It's Richard Zwicky. And joining us today, we have Charles Lazarus, who is the head of cultivation and from Rose Hill uh, out of Jamaica. Welcome aboard, uh, Charles. It's great to be here, Richard. Now, I you're also the with you founder. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you're also the founder um, of Rose Hill. And Rose Hill is a cannabis, but also uh, actively looking into psilocybin, um, a company looking into psilocybin. Brasco, I just started horrible. Can I do that again? Yeah, you can, Richard. No, we're you. not in cannabis. <laughs> we're not in cannabis. Yeah. Well, it, it's a common thing for us. We talk on both sectors, so we can, yeah. that time to yeah. time, we might get that, Tim. Yeah, no I just my. Yeah, no problem. Sorry, you want me to focus on cannabis, did you say, Charles? No, no, we, we don't do cannabis. Okay, because your site still mentions some cannabis, so I was wondering. Uh, I, I, back in the day, I... I, I um. Uh, I was involved in the Jamaican cannabis industry, but right. not um, not presently. And Rose Hill doesn't come out of that. Okay, because it still shows up in the uh, search queries and on the on the we web. We can make sure not to, to mention. I'll flip no that around. Sure. Okay. okay. Thanks. Well, I... <clears throat> hi everybody. It's Richard Zwicky, and joining us today we have Charles Lazarus, who is from Rose Hill, out of Jamaica. Welcome aboard, Charles. It's great to be here, Richard. So Rose Hill is a company that's focused on uh, psilocybin psychedelics and but does of course have its roots uh in cannabis which you know uh, Jamaica is extremely well known for but tell us a little bit about how you ended up in uh psychedelics Well I mean I give you the short the, the short one I'm I'm 47 years old now I've been mm -hmm. consuming mushrooms from I was about 16 not that kids should go out and consume mushrooms at 16 but i we we definitely were in jamaica like because it's you know, a different culture and background and mm -hmm. yeah, wild harvesting and um we in the grill it was really popular mm -hmm. in the grill on the west coast and we went down with some friends and ted who is famous for taking everybody wild harvesting took us and we got a whole bunch of mushrooms which must have been well over a hero's journey because we didn't know what we we're doing and we just ate a belly full of mushrooms and had an amazing time and you woke up and a then, month later oh man it was it was it was it was it had all the things up and down and left and right and but it was very memorable and overall it was positive and uh then it commenced my love affair with mushrooms which went till about 21 or so and then i had a, a family Something happened in the family that was really tragic, and I just wasn't in a headspace for, um, for for that, right? And it didn't come back around again until maybe in my late twenties. I I performed. I've been in a, a touring reggae band, international reggae band called Roots Underground, for since uh, twenty odd years. Okay. And of course, in that journey, we did. You know, the mushrooms came back in, and mm -hmm. there were types of mushrooms that I. I found in the States and in Europe, which we didn't have in Jamaica. And it was really the first time that I realized that there were different personalities. So I wanted to have those mushrooms in Jamaica. You know, you're not going to fly with mushrooms because right. I'm a musician. I don't lose my work permit. So we said, you know what, let's just, I'm just going to grow these mushrooms in Jamaica. And at the time, uh, how it leads in with the cannabis thing is we were also experimenting with living soil. Uh, right instead of fertilizer yep. right so i was familiar with the with just mycelium in general and microbial mm -hmm. activity and all of those things so mycelial activity i should say 
And then, um, yeah, we started growing penis envies and golden teachers and all the, all of the things. Right. And uh, yeah, it just kind of grew out of that. So, so let's take the step back though. You said, you know, I, and I don't need, don't want or need to know what happened when you were 21, but one of the things that, um, psilocybin is very heavily understudy for is the treatment of PTSD. And what you described as you went from 21 to 29, you were, you didn't quite say checked out, but you did imply you were checked out after some traumatic yeah. experience, but you were utilizing a lot of mushrooms. How does that align with what you're, you know, referencing? Because if psilocybin is the treatment and it took you eight years, how does that come together? Well, it- uh, yeah, I'll, I'll actually tell you, it's, no one's ever asked me that question before, and it's a good one. So let's let's dive into it. When I was 21, my parents died in a car accident. It was a, it was a, for Jamaica, that's like a big thing. No one's yeah, sorry, both parents are dying. Yeah, life, man. Life, yeah. is life. life happens. None of us escape, right? So Correct. Uh, myself and my sister, we lose our parents. She's 19, I'm 21. And um, at the time, I, I before I used to smoke ganja and Mm -hmm. mushrooms but after that the headspace obviously just was not there now um i wind up not really consuming any compounds for a while i mean years really i mean i'll smoke a little bit of hair and there with friends and of course i'm in this reggae band roots underground so ganja is around me but i'm not i I don't really want to be too far out you know so i i I, I don't trust my own mind i don't trust my own brain and uh, Somewhere around 28, maybe it was 27, 28, somewhere around there, we all went to the east coast of the island on okay. a little like band retreat. And it was, you know, I surf, I windsurf and I kiteboard. At the time, mm-hmm. I was trying to transition in from surfing to windsurfing. And we were on one of the beaches and I, one, so a guy came up and asked if I wanted mushrooms. And I was surprised because that's usually a west coast of Jamaica thing. No one on the east coast knows anything about mushrooms at the time. I guess it was a surfing community that kind of like right. them up. And um, I said, yeah, sure. But I didn't tell the rest of the guys. I made him get the mushrooms, gave, you know, paid for the mushrooms while harvested. I think they were Panelua Cyanessons. So, you know, very visual and colorful. We went back to where we were staying. I went, I did a really light tea and um, I brought it down to the guys on the beach. And I was like, this is nighttime. I'm like, hey guys, um, you know, I did this. You don't have to do it, but I'm going to do it because I know that the, sometimes the, the thinking about it makes it that you're chicken yourself out, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> I just didn't give that much of a choice. And then we all drank this really, tea, this really light tea, but I used all the mushrooms that the guy brought, which wasn't that many mushrooms. It right. wasn't that much. And it worked out to be perfect. So instead of ODing on mushrooms, which we always did, it was just the right amount. And um that's when i kind of realized in that experience um how to process some of the things that had happened and that started that whole healing um process for me so that that eight-year gap i mean i was really spoiled i had a really nice 21 years leading up to that point i had zero complaints it was great my parents were amazing right so right it, you, I could remember all of the bad things, like, you know, my father disciplining me or whatever. I can remember those things, but it was the good things I couldn't remember. And it wasn't until mushrooms that I could kind of dive back to some to the good things and realize that 
because the good things hurt so much, I'd pretty much block them out. I mean, even to this day, like high school, I don't remember it. And right, high school okay. was good. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of the <clears throat> when it, the, the, the healing process started for me, like just shy of 30. Okay. At this point, I'm very um, comfortable in my own brain because the thoughts, uh, the lead singer said it to me once, you know, he's like, you cannot be uncomfortable in your own brain. No, you, you know? can't in your own, no. because your mind is you. And uh, if you're not comfortable, nothing, nothing is reflected properly. So the last 20 years then, you've been studying the effects of mushrooms on PTSD and more lately autism. How are you, scientifically, how have you approached it? Uh, because I understand Rose Hill's doing, you know, uh, is not just a cultivator and supplier um, into the industry, but also is doing uh, some research work. So I'm the dumbest person on the whole team. I'm going to tell you how how we've approached it because it's been very anecdotal. And always when we're really putting up our socks and diving into the science. At, at some point in the last 10 years, you know, I'm growing mushrooms in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And we're doing it at, you know, not at the, anywhere near the scale of now, because, you know, back then it was just really the retreats. Right. So I'm growing mushrooms. The retreats are taking off in Jamaica. And of course, if you, you know, call my name or you need mushrooms, my name might come up. Right. And then, so then we're supplying mushrooms, different types of mushrooms to different retreats. And, if, you know, the practitioners are going to come back. And they're going to say, Charles, you know, those were really good. How was it? How was it, Richard? Oh, it was good. But, you know, I wish that the medicine was more like this or it was stronger or it had this or whatever. Like every practitioner kind of had their specific thing that they wanted. At this point, we're growing. I mean, there's a huge global community and we share mycelium and spores and whatnot right so right um we're growing different mushrooms and we're experiencing the different personalities of the medicine and as a result we get to say to richard hey richard why don't you try this one where you know like reports come back that this one is kind of like this and that suits more what you're doing right and we have success with that and we keep we wind up doing that with loads of different people that are sitting with this type of you know this type of person, that type of person. And as the retreats kind of become more popular, um, specific retreats are now focusing on certain things, like whether it's experiential or it's this type of trauma or it's veterans or whatever. People are going mm-hmm. in their own unique directions. And we wind up cultivating medicine specific to the retreats and then getting feedback consistently from the practitioners and from the people. Right. So anecdotally, we we realize, okay, well, it's undeniable to us that this mushroom does this and that mushroom does that, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now what we're doing is finding out why that is. Like, what is it that this fruiting body has in it that right. could we could narrow it down and say, well, it could be this combination of these things. I guess if it was relative to cannabis, it would could be terpenes and different cannabinoids. Right. That's and so it. you're partnering with researchers to start documenting it, or how are you approaching it? Well, we've been documenting it pretty much the whole time because that's okay. how I keep track. I mean, you have to really document yes. 
I mean, it's constant documentation for, for me, not even because it's going to be useful one day. It's like, all right, well, the substrate was this. I fed it this. Therefore, this happened. But then I lost it and had to go back to this generation. Right. So right. all of those things are constantly documented um, in, I guess, 2020, we start or 21. Mm -hmm. 20, 2021 we started shipping to the university of alberto okay and, and they were doing their thing there you know they're, they're yeah, all, they have a I'm, large I'm, research group at their medical school and uh i know they're very well known for psychiatry and for psychiatry and for um uh heart related issues well for us it was just a supply agreement we were mm -hmm. supplying the medicine but i had to work really closely with the researchers there you know, okay. they wanted to know everything, like, you know, the what the substrates were, different um, stages of development of the fruits, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, well, and that's um, incredibly important because as a researcher, you have the inputs of the materials. But of course, you know, in Canvas, we talk about the entourage effect. It's the blend of everything that's in there. If you know and you have good, clean documentation on everything that was used in the production, you have much better insights into as you're treating outcomes why there could be a differentiation between results in two different batches or patients who are receiving what you know at the top level looks to be the same compound but when you dive into the details it was produced differently so that's that's incredibly valuable now you talk about retreats and you organize retreats or how how is that and what is what are those so as you know, Jamaica, we don't have a laws against psilocybin. It's mm -hmm. perfectly legal to produce and cultivate and give to people and consume all the things. So, of course, with that attention, lots of people from all over the world come to Jamaica and they host psilocybin thera therapeutic retreats. Right. They all focused differently. Mm -hmm. In the past, I, we, I have not on retreats i have just supplied retreats but okay. recently um in um in june we had our very first which is called one retreats jamaica okay and um that's i mean heavily focused experiential um trauma and you know more towards the um people with uh you know veterans or you know, just heavy trauma Right. Heavy, heavy trauma. Now, that's my business partner manages that side of things, Kevin Burke. Okay. Um, it's, I guess he's kind of like a, a party promoter for the mind. That's what I tease him. I'm, I'm calling him. I'm like, yeah, a party promoter for the mind. <laughs> maybe, but, not, um, maybe not the best title if you're trying to have a uh, therapeutic <laughs> retreat. But. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is, is me teasing him, man, and I'm going to tease him forever because he's my he's my partner. Of course, great. But um, yeah, in the past we've just been working with other retreats, loads and loads and loads of them, and then also helping them. You know, so for example, let's say you are coming from I don't know if I'm allowed to call out retreats, but you're coming from England, okay, and you're coming to Jamaica, and you need assistance on the ground. Right. You're, but you've been put to me for mushrooms. And I know the the Jamaican practitioners because I've been working with them. So I'm going to suggest to you, hey, Richard, why don't you work with um, this person, this person, or this person? And then you're going to interview those people and you're going to be like, oh, Charles, thank you so much. It was really great to meet this person. 
And then that person becomes a part of your team. This is also someone that I've been working with for a decade already. Right. right? So the relationship as the, and there are not enough practitioners, sitters, therapists, whatever the appropriate name is um, today in the industry. It keeps morphing. Um, they're not enough. There's just not enough people who are in position that have been sitting with and working with the medicine for a tremendously long time, um, period of time, you know, like there are people are being trained right now, but tenure matters because with time you get to experience things and see how to handle things. And, you know, you just kind of rush that process. Right. So as you know, more and more retreats are opening up, if they're not pulling from all over the world, people that have experience, you know, it's pretty much, I, I think that's what, what's happening. Well, you right can't now. have a retreat without experienced leadership. Precisely. Right. You need, right. and so, it's like anything, you need a, you know, you need facilitators and people who guide others through it. Um, when people do come to Jamaica for one of the treats that either ones you run or others run, how many days do they set aside for the activity? It depends on the retreat, but it's usually five to seven. So seven's a little bit long. Not everyone has. Can yep. carve out the time always, right? But five days would be the, the, the tight version. So let's say it's seven days. You know, you're going to fly in. You're going to meet everyone. Of course, you've met, you've had intake calls, and you've been talking and speaking with the therapist way in advance. They have a feel for you. You have a right. feel for them. On the first day, you know, everyone's going to get to meet everyone, and there's going to be almost like team building exercises, just get everybody comfortable. And then right. you're going to sit with the medicine probably twice throughout mm -hmm. the week, you know, um, so, you know, the second day, and then there's going to be integration where there's no medicine, but there's maybe activities, yoga, therapy, speaking about what you went through, you know, insights, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then another very uh, much larger dive than you did the first time, more integration. Mm -hmm. And then um, that would be it. That's, that's a, that, pretty much takes up the week and then of course after you leave there needs to be follow-up integration follow-up integration see how you're doing checking in on you you know making sure that you're um that you're dialed in correctly right and that <laughs> takes a fair amount of energy a lot of bandwidth of so course. so we uh, like this first retreat was only 12 people i think we are probably cap at 15 mm-hmm um, and then also we're working with, um, veterans. So, you know, that's a very veterans and PTSD is a huge yeah, uh, yeah. problem to address. I mean, it's a market, but it's a huge problem because people, you know, a lot of times people go into the military, um, and other forces, you know, whether they're, yeah. um, any organized type of organization that's similar um, because they already are suffering from trauma and then it gets exacerbated in the course of their deployments or missions or, you know, even their daily lives and they come out and they're even more damaged because it hasn't been addressed. But once they're out and we can start getting to them, it's amazing the changes that can be brought to people. Um, I did notice on your site, just flipping gears quickly because we are going to run out of time, is um, there's a mention of Compass Pathways, which is a large wellness company in the States dealing with mental health, among other things, um, doing a study into uh, psilocybin and autism. Are you participating in that in some way? And 
how uh, you know how did you end up there? Um, no, we're not participating in the compass pathways. I think that's more information on what people are doing in the space. Okay. So that so that everyone can get a feel. I think that education is the most important thing for mindsets. Right. Because it gets it gets rid of those dark corners in the mind that can kind of get scary when perception changes. Absolutely. Like education really matters. And I like to talk um, or share with people scientific papers that I've read or things that are of note that are in you know, it so that they can because that's what that's what really roots everyone, you know, when things get Education is all that matters, right? Yeah, it's the thing yeah, that drives yeah. us forward, but it's also when we when we abandon it or start focusing on disinformation, we actually see civil, you know, societies collapse, and it's happened many times in the past, and unfortunately, it'll happen repeatedly as cycles in our uh, in our future as well. Uh, Charles, we are out of time for today, but you know, I'd really like to thank you for joining us and uh, walking through what you and Rosehill are and have been doing. And your personal story is uh, fascinating how you came through um, what you did, but and how you brought the personal, personal learnings and started applying it to uh, helping other people. So thank you. My pleasure. And thank you for everybody for listening. We'll be back again with you shortly. I'm Richard Zwicky.